Hi listeners, welcome back to my podcast series, Victim to Victor. My name is Anu and I am your host. In previous podcasts, I have spoken about the pre-existing notion of judgment in society and about personality disorders. If you have not listened to them already, then please check them out as you may find them useful if you have ever experienced such circumstances. Can you ever imagine how it would feel to go a day, an hour or even a minute without moaning about anything? What would it be like to live a life without complaints? We are both receivers and givers of grievances daily. We live in a blame culture. Negative stresses have a negative effect on our mental health and our lives, locking us in a never-ending loop of suffering. Did you know the complaining and blaming of addictions and that can be traced back to childhood events? In this podcast episode, I will talk about this addiction and the reasons for complaints as well as what we can do to conquer them and instead live a life of fulfillment and love. Blaming, complaining and judging cause a great deal of human misery. These acts are always motivated by fear and lead to a dead end of pain. This just serves to strengthen the action and situation that we are assessing. Both addictions are required habits that can be unlearned at any time. Blaming and punishing are neither right nor wrong because what we concentrate on expands in our reality. Instead, they are a preference, a habit or an action. If we really want to reclaim our power and be free of the pain and misery we face daily, we must let go of this futile and disempowering behaviour. We will act toward progress once we are aware of this. We are choosing to suffer on several levels if we want to do nothing about it. This is not to say that we want to suffer, it is just how creation works. It is fine to make that decision as well because there is no right or wrong and everybody has the freedom to do so. Every day we make thousands of decisions, both consciously and unconsciously, and each one influences our lives, our moods and our overall reality. On the other hand, I conclude that on a collective and individual level, misery is an integral part of evolution. We choose this third dimensional world with bravery in order to witness polarity in love and suffering. Suffering, like love, is a catalyst for transformation, healing and development. So what is the big deal with people whining? People who complain are usually those who have not dedicated themselves to the emotional and spiritual work required to build a caring and compassionate inner adult self. They act as if they are wounded children in need of love, care and compassion. These people seek out someone who can meet their needs because they have not learned to offer themselves the attention and compassion that they need. Complaining is a technique these people have learned to use in order to get what they want. They complain as a means of influence, trying to persuade others to give them the attention, care and compassion that they crave. A day is not full for some people unless they have plenty to worry about. For them, complaining is a way of life. They will still find something to complain about no matter how good things are. Complainers are mostly those who have done little to cultivate and nurture a loving relationship with their inner self. Their demeanour is that of a survivor or a wounded person. They need love and affection which they seek from others. Complaining is a way for them to get other people's attention, sympathy and love. 
They often complain about controlling others and draining their resources because they are hollow themselves. A complainer seeks publicity in order to fill a vacuum that they are unable to fill. This, like all addictions, will work for a while, but it will never satisfy the intense, lasting need for love that they would be able to satisfy if they were capable of self-love. Complaining also acts as a pull on others. Complainers often rely on others for empathy and compassion because they have emotionally lost themselves. The problem is that most people hate being pushed and compelled to do something that they do not want to. They also don't want emotional liability towards another person because it would cause someone to complain. When there is an addicted complainer in a relationship, the people who are being complained to sometimes withdraw, which sadly exaggerates the moaning because they believe that they are not being listened to. Many people love each other, but their ability to communicate that love is suffocated by the dysfunctional structure that they have developed. Unfortunately, this is all too common in marriages when one partner often expresses complaints, resentment, judgment and other types of power while the other withdraws. There is a growing body of research on complaining including what it is, when it occurs and why it occurs. To begin with, complaining is nothing more than a means of expressing discontent. This normally occurs verbally, such as when two people on a date discuss the terrible dinner they were served. Consumers may provide reviews online or at customer service desks, but consumer complaints are a different matter. Complaining normally occurs after a bad experience, such as when traffic was worse than anticipated or when a movie was disappointing. Other examples involve shoddy work by the contractor or the city council's approval of a proposed construction that should never have been approved. Of course, it is not just circumstancing that are involved, but also personal considerations. You will note that some people complain a lot, while others keep their mouths shut. (laughs) There is a complaint barrier that must be crossed before someone wishes to object and voice their dissatisfaction. This boundary is still being investigated, but it is expected to have several facets. One factor may be a person's locus of influence, or how much power they believe they have in a situation. If your luggage is misplaced by an airline, for example, you're more likely to complain because you believe that informing them of the problem will fix that problem. Other personal factors may also be at play, such as conflict, tolerance, age, and the ability to view oneself in a positive light. I will now go through the reasons that lead to complaining and accusing behaviours. To begin with, it is your ego that complains and not your real nature. Understanding that you are never the one who complains, but rather your ego, makes it much easier to break the habit of complaining. Nonetheless, almost everyone confuses themselves with their ego, which is why we become aggressive if we are mentally attacked or threatened. Every conflict feels like life and death to the ego. Consequently, it is constantly on the lookout for opportunities to exploit it and responds to even the smallest perceived danger, actual or imagined. It perceives someone who holds an opposing viewpoint as a threat and seeks out like-minded egos to make itself feel better about its status. Second, the ego keeps the idea of separation alive by pretending that certain individuals are more important or unique than others. 
we must learn to recognise that we are all equal and that we are all one. That in the domains of our life, nobody is superior to anybody else. Do not try to convince the ego of this because the ego is based on uniqueness. The need to feel better or worse keeps us trapped in the illusion of separation. Finally, your true nature is unbounded and formless consciousness, which lies underneath any ego. You are conscious of everything and your ego is only one facet of that awareness. You are conscious of your body, your emotions, feelings and moods. You are conscious of sounds and images, both internal and external. Any experience you have is visible to you. So what should we do to stop complaining? An individual addicted to whining will be unable to quit whining until they commit to working on their spiritual growth and begin to give themselves the love, care, understanding and compassion that they genuinely need. They will not take on this responsibility for themselves as long as they feel it. It's someone else's responsibility to be the adult for them and to feel them with affection. Our inner child, the part of us that yearns for love, acceptance and affection, should be catered to on a regular basis. If we don't learn to offer these basic needs to ourselves, this part of us will either seek affection and acceptance from others or learn to cope with these feelings by addiction to food, alcohol, narcotics, job, gambling and watching television, among other things. If we saw our parents gain attention by complaining to each other as children, and if we saw that it worked for them, we may develop our own addiction. It may work for a while, but it will never satisfy the inner need for love as it does for all addictions. Only by opening our hearts will we meet this need for ourselves. Only we can do the inner work of growing into a caring adult capable of loving the child inside. When people learn to fill themselves with love and appreciation, they also avoid complaining. A spiritual awakening is a profound understanding at the heart of one's being that one's true existence is consciousness rather than the artifacts of one's awareness. Since you have understood it for yourself, all you must do now is practice always resting in this formless and boundless consciousness rather than as a time-bound ego that was born and will die one day. It is important to keep in mind that you will find yourself getting swept up in the ego on a regular basis at first. This is perfectly natural. The trick is to keep going. You will learn to let go of your old conditioned habits and allow them to disappear until you know that you are not your ego and that you never were. They will start to fade away over time and harmony and happiness will become more prevalent in your life. Your relationships with other people will become more harmonious as your energy transitions to love consciousness. This is something I have personally seen. Since I was no longer tied to the outcomes, the clearer I became. The better my relationships with others became. And although the ego is concerned with me, consciousness is concerned with we. What can we do to make this a win-win situation? When you come from this place of energy, you will notice that others appear to mirror it back to you. If somebody is being cruel to you, your sympathy for the pain will compel you rather than add to it. Remember that whining and complaining is for the ego, which is not how you are at your heart. So what if you just concentrate on the things you have power over? 
If you somehow cannot stop yourself from whining, allow yourself a five minute break and then carry on. Stop and take stock of what is right and perfect about your life before giving in to the negative impulse. Create a positive outlook by being around positive people. While this episode comes to an end, you may want to check out my book, Victim to Victor, now available on audio, where I have shared my journey of evolving through self-help and determination to cast off my damaging past. My goal is to reach out to fellow survivors of abuse and provide hope and motivation in their lives. I hope that I can help victors transform their lives and achieve amelioration in the process of discovering their true self. Please do like this podcast and tag or share it with somebody who you know who may be going through a similar situation and may need help. I will be back with another podcast soon. Until then, take care and stay enlightened.